Come on, guys, put your hands together. All the way from Ohio, my good friend, Reverend Barbara Williams. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. It's just so good to be with you guys again and um, uh, to be a part of what you're doing. And I just want to commend you, uh, Pastor Eric and uh, Pastor Christina, on the work that you're doing because it just is so important. It's very important to the Lord that we obey his command to go into all the world to preach the gospel. The gospel is not complete unless we heal the sick and and take authority over all the works of darkness. So I just want to tell you how much I know the Lord appreciates you. I appreciate you every time I see you on online and, and uh, uh, giving notices of your special meetings and your consistent uh, feeding of God's sheep. I, I tell people all the time, you know, when Jesus asked Peter, he said, do you love me? And he said, feed my sheep. And Peter couldn't understand it. And, and it finally dawned on me and the Lord told me one day, he said, that's how ministers prove they love me. They feed my people. And so I'm just so thankful that you guys are following through on that. And, and I pray for you all the time that you continue and, and be strengthened and, and just be encouraged that God sees, he appreciates, and he knows. He knows what he's doing through you guys and through your ministry. So I appreciate that so much, so very much. Well, I'm going to get right into the word. I, I thought I would begin by um sharing some things that God has put in my heart recently about um, meditating uh, and transformation, uh, conversion. All of these terms relate to what happens in our minds and in our hearts as we feed on the word of God. And uh, the Lord uh, was sharing with me to keep um Encouraging people to speak that word, but not only speak it, but then take that word and meditate on it. To meditate means to muddle, uh, to stammer, to stutter. It really means to mouth the word within yourself. And, and by doing that, we're able to Crack open the word and get more, more out of it. Uh, I was thinking about that. I remember when we were little kids, my mother would at Christmas time, she was from the South originally. Southern people keep nuts and fruit around, um, <laughs> during holidays. And I remember she would get this, um, this box of assorted nuts and we didn't have nutcrackers. I think she had an old pair of pliers and then we would find a hammer or something. <laughs> but boy, when you did get that nut open, you pick through there and you found every little bit of meat that was in that. And that's what the Lord's been sharing with me about the word. He said, many times we'll pick up a scripture like by, by his stripes, we were healed. And we'll start to think about it and, and we just keep repeating it the same way. But the Lord said, really, when you meditate on it, you, you don't let go of it until you get a little more revelation out, a little more meat out of it, a little more 
because there's almost always more to get from the word. And when we start to to get more revelation and get more understanding, that's when that word translates into power. That's when those nuggets burst open and they translate into healing. They translate into revelation. They translate into instruction. Uh, they translate into a um, a uh, what we call a uh, an action to your faith or a co- corresponding action to your faith. So I thought I'd go over my friend, the woman with the issue of blood again. Uh, God has had me reading this scripture three times. Uh, 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 yeah, three versions of this scripture every day. I would say for the past six months. So it's been my foundation and there's so much to get out of it. And I'm, I'm being patient with myself, allowing myself. I mean, I'll, I'll never stop doing it probably until the Lord comes, uh, because it's just a good foundational scripture to have, uh, within you. So I'm going to read the account in Matthew and it starts in chapter, uh, 18 where Jairus comes up to him. He doesn't mention him by name, but it says, while he spoke these things unto them, this is Jesus talking to the crowd. He said, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay your hands upon her and she shall live. And it says here, Jesus arose and followed him. So what what that really tells me is this man was not lacking in his faith. His faith was pleasing to God because uh, Jesus was going with him to grant his request to him. And and, uh, the journey begins is what I always say. Uh, When we first pray, sometimes we think, well, I didn't have enough faith. That's why I didn't get it immediately when I prayed. And and in in, but you know what? That word has to transform us. Uh, And that's what takes the time. It's not that we didn't have enough faith for God to respond to us and grant what we wanted because uh Mark 11:23 tells us when we pray we believe we receive it at that time and we'll have it so i believe everybody prays adequately you know whatever faith you have in the word exercise that faith and and the grace that's on that is is sufficient for God to begin to uh, move you towards your healing. Uh, sometimes our healing comes in increments. Sometimes it comes in uh, 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 stages. Sometimes it comes all at one time, we think. But I think that word has probably been working on us. So it's really up to us to have enough faith to continue in the word until the total manifestation comes. So faith is doing a lot of things in us. That word is doing a lot of things in us if we'll hold on to it. But the important thing is to meditate and put that word into operation in us on a continual daily basis, even on a moment by moment basis. Uh, uh, meditate on the word. Joshua 1.8 tells us that uh, that word shall not depart from us. It just it can't do it. We We can't allow it to depart from us and, and we're to keep it in the midst of our heart and we're to meditate in it day and night. When you get up, start out, I am healed. And when you go to bed in the middle of the day, when you have your lunch, bless your food and say, Father, thank you that I am healed. 
uh, when you go to bed at night, Father, I thank you that I am healed. And and just keep that word before you and let it be your meditation. And and it will begin to manifest. And then when your healing is completed in the natural, still meditate on the word day and night. You know, just let that word be your your constant food and your constant feeding. So here we have Jesus on his way to to the ruler of the synagogue's house to really raise his daughter from the dead. Now, this account says that Jairus said that she was dead already. But then there are other two accounts that say uh, she she was sick when he approached Jesus. And while Jesus was on the way, she died. Uh, At any rate, this man is going to need faith, not just for healing, but for to go beyond healing, to go into the level of raising from the dead. But, you know, it's not up to him to do any of this. It's up to him to believe Jesus can do it. And so once you transfer your faith over onto God, you're trusting that he is able to perform whatever he says he's going to do for you. And I think that's where we get a little confused sometimes. We start taking on that job ourselves. And the day that you start to be concerned about how long it's taking, what's holding it up. You ever think that when when it doesn't happen immediately or you get bored in your mind and you start thinking, oh, something's got to be wrong here. I must be doing something wrong. What else does it take? That's all it takes is faith. But faith is something that has to be tried and it's something we have to hold on to. And I think that's where we miss it sometimes. We don't realize that we are being given uh, a, a, a promise and we're giving, given a down payment when we believe we've received it already by faith and then the rest will come. Uh, people say things like, well, when, when am I going to get it? Well, after you believe you've received it by faith. You can't receive it first and then start believing. So, and I think many times when we're looking for something in the natural, we get a little frustrated. It's because we're thinking we need to see something and then we're going to put up our full faith and, 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 um, and trust behind that. So having that word in your heart and believing it will come to pass uh, is all that you need, but you must believe that you have it already by faith. It's not there all the way physically, but you have it by faith. And and this is the way we receive everything. We have everything by faith. Uh, and but the thing of it is, with with sickness or symptoms, um, oftentimes we we get in a hurry for it because we just the enemy just likes to push us around. I think when we're wanting something from God and it takes a while for it to full, fully manifest for us. And so here Jesus is going on with this man. And, and uh, but as he's lo- uh, walking with him, Jesus, his disciples and the ruler of the synagogues are wa- walking along. And he says, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Because she had said within herself, if I must, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. 
And the woman was made whole from that hour. Now, the thing that impressed me about this woman and and uh, 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 no doubt he, he later in one of the other accounts of this story, he called her daughter. And I think he called her daughter here. Now, he said that to Jewish women. A daughter of Abraham is is what he was saying. Uh, and he said, a daughter, your faith has made you whole. What this indicates to me is that this was a Jewish woman who had to respect the Jewish law of of uh, uh, the laws that had to do with uh, separation when you were considered to be uh, unclean as far as as um, your your mixing in with society. Anybody that had an issue of blood or um, sometimes it was leprosy or some kind of pus that ran from your body, you had to be separated from general society until that left. And this lady had been living with this for 12 years and she was still bleeding. So we're not sure what the reason was, what the problem was. But um, if that that's usually a. Uh, an issue that you can settle between you and the priest. If the priests are being uh, faithful and and uh, taking care of the flock the way they're supposed to, they know who's been separated from the congregation and who's a part of the congregation, and uh, they will uh, read the word to them and, and bring the offerings and sacrifices. Or, you know, the Bible says... Uh, uh, the Jews had a covenant of healing with God that if they would diligently hearken to his voice and do what was right in his sight, they wouldn't have disease. And somehow this woman's bleeding was lingering. So we don't know if she was disobedient. We don't know if she was didn't have the proper sacrifices and offerings that were necessary or if the priesthood had just kind of abandoned people. You know, sometimes that happens. But at any rate. Uh, she was entitled to be healed because she had a covenant of healing. I mean, when God has a covenant with you, he finds a way to get you healed. And that's where this lady came in at. She she had spent all her money at all the physicians. It talks one of the, the accounts of it mentions that she had been going to doctors for 12 years. She never got better. She got worse. And now she was out of money. So she couldn't afford the doctors anymore. So this is what allowed her to open up her hearing to something different. See, as long as doctors promise you something and you think it's going to help you, uh, you'll probably trust them. But when that door is closed, when you know it's incurable and they'll tell you, well, we can only treat it to a certain degree or we can only give you certain things, but this, this thing has no cure. Uh, that's when you start opening your, your ears to hear about the Lord and, and don't ever feel condemned or feel that that's wrong. You know, that's right. I mean, whenever you turn to God, it's the right thing. And, and as soon as he can get your attention, turn to him and continue to follow him. Don't give up on God because he doesn't give up on us. And so when this lady heard about Jesus, she must have thought about her this many, many hours because I look at her as one who meditated on the word until she was convinced it was her time. And I think that's where we all are at some point 
in our meditation. At some point, you will be convinced that it is your time. And it says, because she said within herself, if I can just touch him, I can be whole. Now, what goes on within us is very, very important. That's where the meditation takes place. Uh, the Another word when they talk about meditation is to study. And the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved to who? Unto God. So when he approves of your study, and that doesn't mean you have to go through the whole Bible and grab 15 scriptures and a different one every day. And, you know, unless God directs you that way. But sometimes you could just take one scripture and continue to think that through. When you when we meditate, we think it through. We say, God, what do you mean by this, that I am healed already? I don't understand that. How can people say I'm healed when the doctors tell me I'm not? And then I've got evidence here of symptoms in my body that that I I um, uh, that I I am still uh, sick. And so you'll think about that. And, and then after you start to mull it through and mull it over, You'll think about things like this. Well, God, now wait a minute. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've never been to heaven, but I believe I'm saved. I believe, I know because I'm born again. There's some evidence here that there's been a change in me. And I don't believe under any circumstances that I'm going to hell. I just don't believe that at all. But before I got saved, I used to believe that. So now that this this confession that I've confessed that I belong to Christ and I've asked him to forgive my sins, the Holy Spirit came and lived in me and I'm saved and I believe I'm on my way to heaven. Then I can believe I'm healed already the same way I can believe I'm saved, that it's already done because the same blood that saved me is the same blood that heals me. And that blood was shed over 2,000 years ago. So by your stripes, I'm healed. You took stripes on your body so that I wouldn't have to be sick. So I've got to make up my mind. I'm either sick or I'm healed. And I choose to believe I'm healed because that sounds like right to me. It sounds like what's really going on. And I don't care what I feel like, what it looks like, what the doctors say, by your stripes I'm healed. And I believe I receive my healing right now when I prayed and I'll talk to you about it. So from this day forward, I'm not sick anymore. I'm healed. And I thank you, Lord, that I am healed. And I receive my healing right now. I'm healed now. And I thank you that I'm healed now. And see, this is what saying things within yourself sounds like to me. I, you can you can think with God and meditate with God and talk to God all day and all night, and you'll come up with some wonderful, wonderful revelation and wonderful conclusions. And and this is what we we talk. Brother Hagen used to say, you can school yourself into healing. You just study your way into it. And when we say study, we don't mean get 15 books and just leaf through the pages all day long and take a bunch of notes and and that's it. But when you study something, you ponder it, you think about it, you meditate on it, you 
inquire of the Lord on the inside about it. God loves it when we petition him for things and we seek him. He, he, he likes our company, believe it or not. You know, <laughs> he, he wants our company and he, he loves it when we come to him first and foremost for everything that we need. And so I just think it's wonderful. The meditation part of it. Um, and, and it's like when we're in school and in, in like a normal school, like, you know, academic school, we memorize things and we rehearse it over and over in our minds until we can repeat it by rote. Well, when we meditate on the word, this is a totally different method, uh, meditating on the word. It's not the same thing as memorizing. It's when you meditate, you add the Holy Spirit in to the conversation and he's the revelator. He's the performer. He's the one who opens up knowledge opens up wisdom. And the other part of meditation too is that uh, when you meditate, it it the word the word study actually one of the, the Greek word for study is the same word for baptism. And when you're baptized, uh it's not it's not the baptism where you you're dunked one time and and you're considered cleansed, you know, like John's baptism. They were just immersed in that water one time and they came up and they confessed their sins and they became followers of Christ until Calvary opened up a greater baptism. And that was the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the one where you're immersed over and over again in the spirit of God. Uh, and it's evidenced by speaking in tongues. And so when you have that Holy Ghost baptism, you're immersed. And so when you study or when you immerse yourself in the word of God, there's a cleansing that takes place. It cleanses doubt. It cleanses fear. It cleanses uh, uh, that, that desire to give up, quit. It washes all of that out of us. Uh, we're transformed by the washing of the water of the word. We become so confident that we are healed that nobody can talk us out of it. Uh, whereas maybe years ago when this was new to you, you might have had your doubts and you said, well, I think I'm healed or whatever. But once you start immersing yourself through meditation on scripture and the word of God, because the Holy Spirit quickens and makes alive that word in you, you become one with that word. In fact, you are fused with Christ. When you're baptized, when you're born again, you are baptized into the body, body of Christ and you become one with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're fused with him. What you do when you meditate on the word is you become more fused. <laughs> you become more like him. Uh, you take on more of his attributes. You get more confidence in him. You start to know that you know that you know that, that your healing will come to pass. All of it will come to pass. You're not just going to live in this down payment all the time, but the rest of it will happen. It just will happen. And so this is the blessing of living by faith, that you know, that you know, that you know, that God is not a man that he should lie. He's telling you the truth. You are healed. And the full of it will manifest 
Sometimes you get little deposits of it as you go. Symptoms might ease up and ease up a little bit. You can do a little bit more. They ease up a little bit more. You can do a little bit more. Ease up a little bit more. You can do a little bit more. Sometimes people that have to take medication for blood pressure or uh, blood sugar, diabetes, they may find as, as they meditate on the word and, and confess the word and speak the word and worship God and do all those things that, that meditation uh, encourages, you find that you need a little less medicine. Uh, you, you need, uh, uh, or, uh, you know, if you say, for instance, if changing your diet is a part of it, it gets easier for you. You, you know, we all want to be slender. We all want to look good at least and, but also to be healthy. And so, uh, we find that, that these things, uh, start to get easier as we meditate on the word. It transforms us. We, we start to get, uh, greater encouragement, uh, greater hope. Uh, we can see ourselves doing things that we did before we, we, uh, took on the symptoms or, or the, got the diagnosis, however you want to term it, but you're still healed. Amen. Uh, you heal period. The, the end of discussion. There's no more discussion about it, devil. We are healed. We're the healed of the Lord. It's a decree of heaven. The court of heaven has judged us healed. Amen. And so once heaven judges it, then we just carry out our 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 um, assignment uh, to continue to confess what heaven says about us. God says, I'm healed, I'm healed. He says, I'm saved, I'm saved. I know I'm saved because I did what he told me to do to be saved. So what do we do to be healed? Believe. Amen. Believe that the atoning work of Calvary did everything. The stripes of Jesus paid for your healing. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, you don't have to pay for your sin by being sick. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes sin is, sin is involved in our sickness, but if it's a chronic sickness and you walk every day with the Lord, it's, you know, it's not sin anymore. What it is is illegal now, uh, because you're healed by Jesus stripes. So what's happening to you is not legal. Uh, and so you're you're standing on what God has told you. You've been exonerated. The charges have been dropped. Uh, you're free and clear to receive the total manifestation of your healing. And so I think when we start to meditate like this lady did, she meditated and she thought and she said within herself and she she molded over in her mind. Now, what kind of things would she have in her mind that would hinder her healing? Well, number one, you're not supposed to be out touching anybody. You're unclean. And you're supposed to announce whenever you go out somewhere, you're supposed to say unclean and everybody moves out of your way. Well, this day she couldn't say it. She couldn't say it. So she really is breaking the law, the Ten Commandments law. She's breaking the Mosaic law. She's breaking the law of of isolation and contamination she's breaking that law but somehow in her mind and her heart she got peace about it because she thinks to herself well you know we're not supposed to touch anybody now i'm not going to touch him i'm going to touch his robe because the 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 robe of the priest was a symbol of his authority and his power 
And she said within herself, I'm going to sneak up behind him and drop down on the ground and touch that robe before anybody knows I'm out there. And she decided she wasn't going to touch anybody else physically, but she probably crawled around down there until she she got in there. Of course, some people bumped into her because she was in the press, but she was determined. Her faith inside of her overrode any objections that she may have had to receiving her healing that way. And see, that's the blessing of meditation. If there are objections or doubts or fears or anything in your mind about your receiving your healing, meditation will wash those out. I mean, the, that stuff was totally gone out of her. She had no more fears, no more reservations. She just really didn't want to get caught. That that was the whole thing. But after she got her healing, I think there was so much peace in her. I mean, it was like, man, that that did it. I mean, I thought within myself this would do it, and I actually got healed. And so when Jesus located her, why did he want to talk to her? Well, he wanted to reassure her that what she did was okay. See, when you obey faith, you're not breaking anybody's law. Whatever faith tells you to do is totally legal and totally acceptable. There are times where where doctors will tell you, well, well, I wouldn't quit taking that medicine if I were you, because if you do that and you think to yourself, well, it's not healing me and it's not really helping me that much. I mean, sometimes you'll make those decisions where you just feel led to totally trust God and, and that's it. And then sometimes you'll you'll have medicine to take and you'll take it faithfully. And then one one day you go to the doctor and they'll do a test on you or something. They say, well, you don't need this pill anymore because by your test, you know, you're good. And so there's all different kind of ways that God will have to make it known to you when your healing is totally manifested. Uh, but for many people, it is abilities returning. It's uh, your your um, uh, uh, your your capability coming back to you, all of these things. And and when they come back, they come back to stay. When God heals, he does a total healing. Uh, You know, I was thinking about this with Abraham. When he and Sarah, uh, when when he was 99, Sarah was 90, God visited him and told him that they were going to, this time next year, she is going to give birth to a son. Now, Bible says that his body was dead, which means that he was impotent. And Sarah had never been fertile. And so here were two people that were totally incapable of of even even uh, going through the motions, we would say, of of conceiving. But God gave them that power back again. And just to prove that it was permanent, Sarah died probably about, I would say, maybe around 20 or so years later. And Abraham got married again and had more children. So his healing was permanent. God didn't just lift that off of him temporarily so he could conceive Isaac. It was permanent. Whatever God does is forever. When he created us in his image, it was forever. We, we've never lost that. We've, we've, uh, it's been submerged and not what God wanted it to be, 
but we still have the same abilities and capabilities that we've always had within God. And so I just want to encourage everybody that meditation really is the way to get your mind cleared as to doubts and fears and unbelief, all of those things that would hinder your your faith, because your faith needs to get freed up so that you can can move by faith. I mean, this woman with the issue of blood, you talk about her faith being freed up. She broke the law. She was out there with people. She was in a crowd. Um, You know, she couldn't sneak up on Jesus if she saw him by himself. And she just didn't feel like that was the way to go. Because if he had known it, she was fearful. Maybe he would have told her, no, get away from me. You're not clean. And so she had to do it this way. It made sense to her. And the Holy Spirit allowed her to call the shots, so to speak, and how she was to be healed. And and this is what we all do. We're all kind of calling the shots in, in this. Uh, we're obeying God's word and we're doing what God says to do. But it, it somehow it's we're participating in it as well. And I think the best and surest way to participate in it is through meditation. So so I just wanted to, um, uh, in addition to this, just reiterate a couple of things about uh, the man who was uh, the lame man by the pool of Bethesda, because I'm believing with everybody uh, who is, is um, diagnosed with MS that you're, and anybody else who needs to get their, their, total walking or strength back for walking or whatever it is. Sometimes we have uh, uh, arthritis, joint pain or or things of that nature, or we're getting weakness in our joints. And our. I'm just agreeing with you tonight that you will receive strength to walk and walk normally because it's just a matter of believing and believing that today is your day. Uh, what sense does it make to put it off? Why put it off? <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> if not now, when? Amen. And just make up your mind it's today. Amen. So here we have in, in, uh, John chapter five, this man was, was, uh, uh, lying down in a pool and he was waiting on what they, some legend they had or some, some story that they that circulated around that said when an angel would come and trouble the water, the first one in would get healed. Now, we know that's not even scriptural, but uh, weeping statues aren't scriptural either. People go to those and God heals them. I think God God just sees their faith, even though it's misplaced, but they're expecting him to do the, the healing. They have faith in God, but they think as a point of contact or something that faith is released when they get to a certain place. And, and sometimes that does happen and, and God will heal people anyway. He just wants us well. Um, and he's not in competition with a statue at all. And he's not intimidated that we would get things kind of mixed up like that, but, but we're doing the best we can with the information we have. So God and his mercy will sometimes meet us in the middle somewhere. But this man, when, when, uh, Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed. He, the man gives him excuse. He says, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. He said, but while I'm coming down, somebody steps in there before me. So what this told me is that this man's been trying to walk. 
He says, while I am coming. Amen. It, it's just kind of interesting to me. And I've read this story so many times. And uh, 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 in verse seven here in John five, seven, the impotent man answered him and said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, somebody else comes, get jumps in there before me. So the faith to get up and try was already there. So I think sometimes that's a first step is a faith to get up and try. Or if you use a cane or a walker, the faith to step away from that for a minute is there already. And I think that man has been exercising his faith because what Jesus told him, he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. So what the man did, instead of just standing up and trying and waiting for the angel to trouble the water, Jesus told him to get up anyway without the angel troubling the water, but this time take up his bed. And I believe that as that man obeyed, this was something he'd been doing all along. I believe because he just said he was doing it. And and if you're if you're trying to walk and not been totally successful, don't quit trying. There will come a time where this will happen for you as well. Well, you will Pick up your bed and walk. You will sell that walker. You will give it away. You take it to Goodwill. Same thing for the wheelchair or the cane or whatever it is. That thing will have to leave you because your faith will totally take over. So it's just up to you. Go back to meditating. That's what I'm thinking is the key. Keep your mind filled with the word of God. Begin to process it in your mind that you are healed. God, if I'm healed, what does that mean? What what am I to do today to show myself that that's true, to show me that I'm healed? Show me something to do, Lord. Show me what my next step is. I know there's a next step, God. I'm ready for it. Give it to me. I want it. I'm not going to to uh, leave without it. And I refuse to be denied. I'm going to get this. I've got to get this, Lord. I'm going to get this. And just be determined and, and keep your mind focused on well, healed, whole, uh, by his stripes. God loves me uh, with an everlasting love. He He wants the best for me. He's not lying. He, this is already done. I just have to believe it's done and hold on to my faith that it's done and not let the enemy talk me out of it. Not talk myself out of it, not quit on it, but keep believing. And I believe that that thing will turn around for you as you keep the word in your mind. When something comes in that's not faith filled, when doubt comes in and says, oh, why bother? Oh, but the doctor said, well, you know, most people die from this and all of that will come into your head. But you don't just let it go. Right. Don't let that 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 negative word march right through your head out to the out of the other ear. And then you begin to thank God. Nope, God, that wasn't for me. I don't receive that. I am healed. I am healed. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm healed. And my heart tells me that you love me and you're not going to leave me like this. I will receive the full manifestation of what I'm believing for. And that's for me to rise, take up my bed and walk. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.